Hey, everybody. It's time for Sex and Other Human Activities. My name is Sarah Benincasa, and that is Mr. Marcus Parks. Yes, it is. How are you doing, Sarah? Oh, well, I'm doing great. You know, Marcus, um, we're recording this ahead of time, but I believe that, uh, and this is going into the future, so this is a little scary, but I believe that when this is released, it will be probably, what, Valentine's Day? Uh, Somewhere around there. Somewhere around there. So it'll be around the time... When my book is out. Yeah. My book is out now. Yeah, your book, by the time this comes out, your book will be out. My book is out, you guys. Holy shit. What? <laughs> I would tell you how I feel about that, except we're recording it um, in advance. So I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> but it's weird to be saying that that's happening and oh, whoa and yeah and yeah and whoa. Um, it's called Agora Fabulous. Please buy it. It um, The first week of sales are, if you're listening to this during the first week, that's great. First week of sales are very important because if you sell a bunch during the first week and and pre-orders go into that too um the publishing company goes holy shit people actually like this book we're going to put more marketing muscle behind it we're going to take out ads in newspapers we're going to you know do a more you know who knows a radio spot maybe mm-hmm. we're going to make a bigger effort with it so it's kind of you and the publishing company uh, kind of do this interesting little dance as the author and as the publishing company because you know, you want them to do things for you. They want you to do things for them. It's a whole, it's a thing. So anyway, buying Agora Fabulous Dispatches from My Bedroom ASAP would be such a wonderful Valentine to me. I would be so, so fucking grateful. And um, if you do it and then you email us, we will shout you out on this here program and say thank you so much. And you can email us at sarah at sarahbenincasa.com. That's S-A-R-A at S-A-R-A-B-E-N-I-N-C-A-S-A dot com. I'm at twitter.com slash Sarah J. Benincasa. And Marcus is at twitter.com slash Marcus Parks. Yes, I am. We both have a J in the middle of our names, not on your Twitter handle. But like, what's your J stand for? Jordan. Oh, mine is Juliana. Ah. It's a Jordan and Juliana show. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that sounds like such a completely different show than Marcus and Sarah. Jordan and Juliana show sounds like a Christian rock show. <laughs> hey, guys, we're uh, here at the Jordan and Juliana show, rocking for Jesus. Rocking for Christ. Coming up, we have, uh, I think we're going to listen to the new song from uh, Jars of Clay. Great. We're also going to listen to the new song from His Drops of Blood and to the new song from Meriwether Penny, <laughs> who is a great singer-songwriter who really sounds like Kelly Clarkson if Kelly Clarkson believed more in Jesus than in Ron Paul. <laughs> That's the Jordan and Juliana show right here on CaveComedyRadio.com. Be sure to tune in. And that is where you can, uh, if you're not listening to us right now on Cave Comedy Radio, you may be listening to us on iTunes, and that's fucking great. But if you're ever at work and or whatever, and you just fucking feel like listening to us on the computer, uh, CaveComedyRadio.com is where you can find us. And lots of other great stuff. You can also go to creeklic.com to learn about our homeland right here at the Creek in the Cave, 1093 Jackson Avenue, Long Island City, New York. And it's awesome. It's delicious. There's amazing food. There is, there's great chili. There's awesome Mexican food. Um, there is a bar. There is a comedy theater. There's a lot going on. Yep. Well, you know what? I want to also mention our... Lovely sponsor, Sexcusez-moi. They're great. Sexcusez-moi.com. Um, if you purchase Mia, which is a, a, a sex toy company, Lilo's, <laughs> Lilo, discreet, <laughs> stylish personal massager, you will receive a free um, wrist bag made out of condoms. It's called I'm a Slave for Skin Wristlet from Bags by Mags. It's a funky conversation piece. It's really cool. And also if you buy um, Mia, the Lilo's massager, 
you, uh, sexcusemaw.com, will donate a portion of the proceeds from sales to ANSWER, which is a program at Rutgers University that supports honest, balanced sex education for young people and the adults in their lives. Together, we will make a difference one bag at a time. The point of all this is you need to go to sexcusemoi.com slash Sarabag, S-A-R-A bag, sexcusemoi.com slash Sarabag. I'm sorry, I can't stop laughing at Sarabag. Sarabag. <laughs> Sounds like it's about my post hat. I know it does. Sarabag. Sarabag. So, sexcusemoi.com. Get all up in that bag. Get all up in my Sarabag. And <gasps> just you can... Bag is actually a, a pretty disgusting name for, uh, for, a, for a vagina. Oh, yeah. 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 I'm going to get all up in her bag. Ew. <laughs> gross. Yeah, gross. Men, men have a sack and girls have a bag. That's so gross. Hey, who was that tall, um, good-looking dude who we talked to when we were on our way out to go to Sweet Leaf? Was his name Cody? Yeah. That dude's hot. Cody Hess? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good looking That's guy. That's a good looking dude. I bet he gets mad pussy. He does. And if so, he can go to sexcusemoi.com slash Sarah bag to get the Lilo Mia personal massager along with uh, uh, wrists. But wait, what is it? It's a fucking. It's a wrist bag. It's a wrist bag. It's a wristlet. It's the I'm a slave for skin wristlet from Bags by Mags. And, and part of Cody's expenses will be donated to Rutgers University's answer program on a on honest, balanced sex education. Woo! Woo! Oh, guess what's kicking in? The rocket fuel! Tell them about the rocket fuel, Marcus. The rocket fuel is a, it's a dangerous, dangerous substance. I'm not allowed sold. to have it. You're not. My my girlfriend who works next door at Sweet Leaf has, she has uh, absolutely forbidden Sarah from drinking rocket fuel. <laughs> Rightly uh, so. Because uh, it kind of makes her go insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's going to be uh, you're, I think you're going to be pacing up and down the streets, and the only time you get to drink rocket fuel is whenever my girlfriend is not working. Yeah, and she wasn't working, and I, w- I said, Marcus, I'm going to go get, I'm going to go get rocket fuel because she's not working. <laughs> Even though I know it's like she's my AA sponsor, and I know that she will set me on the right path, but I am choosing, I'm making a choice to go down the wrong path, which is to be drinking this rocket fuel. Yeah. And I ain't um, your daddy, so I ain't going to tell you no. Mm, ah, it's so good. What's in this shit? Uh, t- t- fuck. I tell you the truth, I have no idea. I'll tell you. Okay, this is what I think is in it. I'm not positive. But um, it's the stuff that they have at Sweetleaf, which is next door to the Creek in the Cave. We're creeklic.com. And Sweetleaf, I don't know what their... their um, their URL is they've got one. Yeah, Sweet Leaf Coffee, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, Google the just, fuck. Just Google out of Sweet Leaf. It. Yeah. It's good. And um they're they're really great. So okay, this is what this substance has in it. And this f- has fueled many an episode of sex and other human activities. It's got this has to be whole milk. There's no way this isn't whole milk. Then it's got coffee, possibly espresso. Yeah, definitely. I think has it's that. espresso, chicory coffee. And maple syrup. And it makes you take a dump like no other. This is the second episode in a row that I've talked about poop. Yeah. And I don't usually talk about poop in this way because I think poop is gross. But let me tell you, if you need something to get moving, this is your stuff. Mm. <laughs> I just go I just go for the uh, Plano black coffee. Ah. Uh, uh. All right, Marcus. So it's, this, is, this is like basically we're doing – I forgot – Basically a Valentine's Day-ish episode, Valentine's Week episode. Yeah. Um, oh, also, by the way, do you think this will come out like on, say, Valentine's Day or the day after? Probably Valentine's Day or the day after, yes. Okay. Well, if you live in New York City or you're near New York City, um, we've got some folks, some listeners who are coming to this party, and I would really like to see you there. I am having a big, huge fucking party that you're invited to. Seriously. This is like the only time probably – well, I don't know. Maybe not. 
Uh, I'm never going to invite you to party at my house because that's weird because you could be an axe murderer. Could be. But I will invite you to a big book release party, the Agora Fabulous Party, um, which is on Thursday, February 16th. It is from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. It is at Housing Works Bookstore and Cafe, which is a nonprofit bookstore and cafe that raises money to uh, fight AIDS and to help homeless people, particularly the HIV positive and AIDS positive homeless population. Weird. I know. but So that's where I'm having this party. Oddly specific. Super specific. <laughs> are you, do you have cancer and are you homeless? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> are you just homeless? No. Ah! Do you have AIDS? Yes. Oh, then Here's we can help you. Here's a couch. Here's a couch. <laughs> Here's a couch and uh, a copy of Macbeth. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. In so, paperback. I mean, they might help other homeless people, but I know that AIDS is part of it because they give out condoms. Yeah, that's their big thing. So uh, definitely come to that. It's Thursday, February 16th, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Open bar from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. Open bar from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. Come Buy a copy of my book. Uh, the proceeds will help out Housing Works Bookstore and a community of, of homeless folks and HIV positive folks. And, uh, excuse God me. God damn it. I know that was disgusting. It was, <laughs> I'm getting gross. I'm getting really gross. I've never done that on this show before and I feel bad about myself. But also, um, you can meet me and you can meet Marcus. And we are going to have some stuff from Sexcusez-moi. We're going to have some um, coupons for Sexcusez-moi products, which is going to be pretty awesome. And there's going to be candy. And there's, again, a fucking open bar from 7 to 8. So come on in. Get sloshed on my goddamn dime. Well, some of it's my dime. Some of it's the uh, some of it is publishing company's dime. I know. I'm going to be getting sloshed on your dime. Yeah, dude. Are you going to bring your girl? Yeah, of course. Yes, yes. Ah, she's a big fan. Yes. There will be no rocket fuel. She'll be happy to know. <laughs> Mm, mm, mm. So, yeah, um, that's going to be wicked fun. And Todd Hansen, who's a wonderful guy, who has been a writer and at times an editor at TheOnion.com for like 20, 25 years, um, Todd's going to be there, too. No shit. Yeah. I so haven't Todd, seen Todd in forever. He's delightful. So he is going to open with some some sort of book performance, oh. which is going to be cool. Very nice. So, yeah, go out and fucking buy Agora Fabulous Dispatches from my bedroom. Please help me pay my bills so I can continue to talk to you about the Foxies here with Marcus. Yeah. Now, what were we going to talk about? We were going to talk about uh, age differences in dating. Oh, right. Okay. So have you ever stripped somebody considerably older or considerably younger? I, uh, for... Three years, uh, I uh, dated and lived with a girl that was five years older than me. Okay. That's something. It's something. And I usually date girls that are older or the same age as me. Very rarely do I date a girl that's younger. Mm -hmm. However, uh, the uh, girl that I'm with right now is uh, four years younger than me. Really? Yeah. Because she doesn't look, but seems older than you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she does. She has a deep well of, like, um, intellectual maturity. Oh, God, yes. Yeah, she's much smarter than I am. (laughs) Oh, well, I think she's much smarter than most of us are. She's like, what's her degree in again, her master's degree? Uh, Let's see. She, uh, international politics. Mm-hmm. She focused on the uh, Russian-Chechnyan conflict. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> That's something that only dumb people do. What a dummy. Yeah. So, and just happened to pick up Russian on the way. So she's wicked smart. Yeah. Wicked I smart. I have gone a decade in both directions um, because I'm old enough to do that and for it to be legal. So I've gone a decade in both directions. I've Actually, I've gone 13 years in the above direction where I was with somebody who was 13 years older than me. And... 
you know, I don't have enough experience with the younger to really speak to it, you know, but in terms of relationships, I do have experience with the older and it, it the guy I was with was so identified with his generation that there were some differences because the I generation X. Yes, he was yeah. so Gen X. Ugh. And he didn't. <laughs> it's a nice generation of it's people. Fine, it's fine. We all remember Tabitha Soren on MTV. She was fun. Uh, Kurt um, Loader. Kurt Loader. Kurt Loader. Kurt Loader once uh, complimented by Jacket at an Interpol concert. Oh, that's very exciting. Yeah. <clears throat> well. <laughs> <sighs> so. Uh, I found that, you know, there were just there were certainly some cultural references this guy would make that I didn't get. But that was because he was so into like the touchstones from his youth. He was Mm -hmm. really into that stuff and hadn't really moved, I think, beyond it in some ways. And I, you know, am immature in my own ways. And so that was where there was a difference. But the age thing, I mean, it made me feel kind of cool. Yeah. I was like, I'm younger. I'd imagine it probably would make you feel a little cool. If I was the guy, it'd make me feel scuzzy. Hmm. I could never, ever, ever date a girl that much younger than me. What about when you were, like, you know, um, 42 and she was 29? Uh, that's, I mean, that's a little bit different. Like, yeah, that's, that's a, what it was. Like, the older that you get, like, it, it's a little... I was, like, 20... How old was I? I was 26, 27, 28, I think, when I was with this dude. Yeah, and he was... Late 30s, early 40s. Okay, that's okay. That's fine. Mm-hmm. That's all right. Yeah, I mean, you're yeah. definitely grown up, and I felt like a Is it who piece. I think it is? Yeah. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah. I didn't know he was that old. It was a while ago, yeah. yeah. This was, uh, um, but yeah, no, he looks very young, too. Yeah, he's very, he I mean, I think he was a super hot, attractive dude. And oh, so, he's a good looking guy. Mm-hmm. So oh. it was kind of like not that extraordinary that we were seeing here because he didn't look his age. And I also think that something about the dirt and grime of living in a city preserves you and makes you look younger than you actually are. I it's, really do. It's weird, yeah. It doesn't age you. It does the reverse. We all are so like, I mean, I'm behaving, I behave like a 22-year-old essentially and I'm 31. Yeah. And yeah, I, I behave around 22. Yeah, yeah like you're perpetually 22 years old when you live in a city. And this dude, I would say, behaved like a 26-year-old. Yeah, not bad. <laughs> at age 40. And so um, I liked it. I thought it was cool. It gave me a sense of power. Being the younger one, I felt like, okay, I've got, I've got, some, I've got some heat on me here. Mm-hmm. Um, what, but I think it's different when the man is younger. What do you think about that? Or, or is it? Did you feel kind of like a trophy? No, I didn't feel like a trophy at all. Um, but there was definitely some uh, some differences. But and, you know, and I'll say honestly, she uh, she taught me how to live. You know, like she taught me how to be an adult mm-hmm. and taught me how to like take responsibility for things and just generally, I don't know, taught me a lot of stuff that I kind of missed out on whenever I was younger. Shit that I just didn't know how to do. I had no idea. But we were still like very connected. Like our personalities were very good together. We really like that. And there was just times whenever she'd be like, oh, yeah, like it was obvious that she was older than I was. And it was at like this disconnect where it's like, oh, yeah, you graduated high school at that age. I was a senior in college. Right. Like I had just graduated from college whenever you just graduated from high school. And our points of reference, as you were saying, like the points of reference are are so different. Like just let's say like a big point of reference. Whenever, let's just say September 11th, Mm -hmm. our two memories of that. My memory of it was it was the 
fresh it was the fall of my freshman year in college and we were all afraid that we were going to get drafted because nobody had any clue what was going on right uh and that's like that's how i started my adult life Mm -hmm. like that's that was the beginning of my adult life just that world and with her she had uh just graduated college and was trying to fly back from england and got oh, stuck wow. and got stuck in Europe for like two weeks. And that and I was in Lubbock, Texas, you know, like mm-hmm. going and so those two points of reference were so different and that big event affected us in such different ways, uh, that it kinda I don't know, like things like that do change you in a different way, but we could still relate to each other in like so many different ways. Just like, I mean, we both love like sci-fi, you know, mm-hmm. like Star Trek and Battlestar and shit like that. Uh, and, uh, you know, both love just like hanging out and getting stoned and, you know, eating ice cream, mm-hmm. shit, like, you know, stupid shit. But we also did like went out of our fucking minds partying too mm-hmm. uh, in like ridiculous ways. Were you like, both party monsters? Yeah. Hell, the first night, the night that we got together, um, I she had just broken up with her boyfriend, and I happened to have a couple extra tabs of X. <laughs> I can't picture you on ecstasy. It's it great. Just be too much. It's pretty much the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's not much different. I just like to draw. Uh, <laughs> like I like to just sit there and draw and listen to Radiohead. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and the weird thing about that night is we. I had. Uh, some like I had like I had bought a whole bunch of X from some dude, uh, and a club. This is whenever I was hanging out in the Lower East Side, like all the time. Uh, but th- <laughs> different, different time, way okay. much different time than it is now. Uh, but I had decided, like I was going with a friend of mine to see a midnight screening of Blue Velvet oh at the God. IFC, okay. and for some reason, I thought it was a good idea to take a tab of X. Before going in and seeing Blue Velvet. David Lynch, right? Yeah. I would never do drugs (laughs) before seeing a David Lynch film. Because seeing a David Lynch picture is like swallowing every drug that has ever been made. And it's terrifying. Oh, man. Uh, And and it was so weird. It made everything so weird. And then I went to uh, this place uh, that used to be there called The Annex. Uh, that I used to hang out in all the time because my buddy was a DJ. Yeah, it was a party. I was. We were definitely party monster uh, type kids. And yeah, I gave her a tab of X, and uh, and that was yeah. love. And the, and it was yeah, it was a pretty great way to start it off. Yay! Especially since I had had a huge crush on her for like a year. I'm like, oh shit! All it took was drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do drugs, kids. Oh my romance. <laughs> do 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 Yeah, it was a weird time. Um, I have a friend who is young and was, it's weird to be like old enough that you can have friends. Like it's weird to be old enough that people a decade younger than you are sentient beings with thoughts of their own. Yeah. (laughs) So I have friends who are in their mid twenties and and a few who are in their early twenties. And one of them was, I was on on 9-11, I was starting my junior year of college that day. Um, he was not even at middle school yet. Yeah. And that's fucking weird. Yeah. To be like, oh, was that scary for you when you were 10? <laughs> I mean, that's weird. But I don't I was thinking recently, the reason I brought this up is I'm thinking about Ashton and Demi. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, like, so how long were they together for? A few years, I guess. I mean, they were married for a few years, but before that, they were together for a couple years. So I think they were probably, let's say they were together for six years. Total, yeah. Right? Like five or six Something years. Something like that. It doesn't seem like it was – it sounded like they had an open marriage Mm -hmm. and that they were both okay with that. Um, So it doesn't seem that it was like – 
it wasn't like her being older or him being younger necessarily that drove them apart. It was whippets. It was it whippets. <laughs> it was like there's rumors of drugs and depression and exhaustion and exhaustion always means either drugs or suicidal depression. Yeah, that's all exhaustion means. Yeah, that's always always what it means. And so, um, I wonder like if she's experiencing that as a reaction to the breakup or if that was part of the catalyst for the breakup or you know what went down and obviously it's their private life and we we have no right to know nor should you know nor should we but um it's you know i wonder if like the age thing contributed to the breakup at all if it really did i don't know man i mean uh at some point you know cuz whenever there's that big of a an age difference it's like you obviously just by virtue of being a human, you want different things. Mm-hmm. You know, you probably, well, you don't necessarily do, but, you know, it, it's it's weird how, you know, if someone, like, you grow older with someone uh, and, you know, at some point, like, you just realize, like, you just want completely different things and completely different lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I find that, I, I mean, that's why, you know, my relationship with an older woman uh, ended because we just reached the point where, we kind of realized that our lives were going in two completely different directions and we wanted two completely different things. Did she want to settle down or did you want to settle down? No, I didn't want to settle down uh, and she didn't necessarily want to settle down either. Like settling, like we'd been settled down for a mm-hmm. while, you know, and I think maybe I wasn't uh, like my life because that's whenever I first started really getting into comedy mm-hmm. uh, and this life like being in comedy and working in comedy, it's a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Like it's absolutely, especially like if you really, if you're working in any kind of entertainment. Like before that, I was in bands, which is one kind of lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You know, one that you know I think maybe she was more down for being in, and also one that uh, you know, it's a lot more fun. Mm-hmm. Like being in bands and going to music shows and all of that. Like it's it's a lot more fun. Than uh, like going to yeah, (laughs) like it could like comedy. It's it's fucking depressing sometimes. Like it can get comedy can get so fucking depressing, Um, and all and you're constantly hearing all you're hearing like an exaggerated version of what goes on in people's heads all the time. And their pain. A lot of times comedy comes from pain, and you're hearing. All the time, someone's internal monologue just constantly, you're hearing them refine it and change it. And it just, I mean, I've, you know, I've dated comedians and, and you know, some of them have been great and some of them have been not great. Um, and I, but I'm, I'm not like dating comedians anymore. <laughs> I'm just not fucking doing it because yeah. there was no straw that broke the camel's back or anything. It's just that over time I've realized like the lifestyle that I want is not compatible with dating someone who is also involved in comedy. Exactly. And I mean, my life is changing where I'm focusing way more now on writing than on performing, but I still do perform, and you should come see me, sarahbenincasa.com slash shows. Um, I'm touring. I'm doing a nine-city tour very soon, starting February 17th in Clinton, New Jersey, at the Clinton Bookshop at 7 p.m. on Friday, February 17th, and then going to L.A. and and going to Boston and North Carolina and uh, Portland, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, Mm -hmm. sarahbenincasa.com slash shows. Um, But 
I, I, my ex-boyfriend, John, I was, I said to him the other day, I was like, dude, I'm sorry I dragged you to all those comedy shows because he would come to so many of my shows and hear me do the yeah. same shit and hear other comics do the same shit and then just be ignored, rudely ignored by comics who just were like wanted to fuck the girl comic. Yeah. And who just were douches to him and like just, and I see that now having been on the other side and having gone to some shows with, with comedians and just kind of hanging back, it's really interesting to watch yeah. how you get treated if people don't think you can offer them anything, whether it's sexual or career wise. And, um, yeah, a lot of comedians are comedians because they're, they don't fit in and sometimes they don't fit in because they're cool and interesting and different. And other times they don't fit in because they're assholes. Yeah. And it's exactly. a pretty heady mix. It really is. Like sometimes, you know, it's and a lot of comedians, they do this because it's all they know how to do. They mm-hmm. can't do anything else. They can't have day jobs uh, because they're assholes and they can't like and they can't keep their mouth shut. Yeah. Like they just have like it's uh, they just have like zero control over what comes out of their mouth and what comes out of their mouth. And also they have zero control over like what goes on in their head mm-hmm. like what go, like i mean they have a hard time focusing on just like one thing you know it's like their fucking head is in the clouds and they figure out finally oh this is i can do this i can do comedy you know this is the only thing i i can do yeah i can um, be the clown i can make fun of things i could speak uh, well it's the only way they know how to survive mm-hmm. is by making people laugh i find that Something interesting. I've been going to see live music lately, which I don't usually do, and usually it just like bores me or annoys me, unless it's the Cowman, in which case it's perfect. Woo! Oh, I love the Cowman. <laughs> Thank um, you. Thank oh, you. That so do soil I. child. He is something. Oh, he's bloody. He is a bloody soil child. Yep. yep. Well, covered in Satan's black placenta. It's so beautiful. <laughs> so I don't usually go to see live music, but I've been going lately. My friend Emmeline Brodsky is really awesome, and she's a performer. She hasn't been performing as much lately, but like I've been hanging out with her and. We've been talking about it, and she's somebody who can also be very sarcastic and and cynical. But there's something hopeful about a lot of musicians, something more sincere Mm -hmm. than you get with comedians. There's a certain sincerity to what they do, sometimes to the point where it's cloying and annoying. Yeah, I mean, I will say, being in having been in both heavily involved in both scenes, I'd so much rather hang out with comedians than musicians. Well, comedians tend to be smarter. Yeah. Musicians and a lot more can, fun. Musicians can be dumb. Yeah. Um, and musicians have a lot of feelings. A lot of ugh. They have them all at, at once. <laughs> and there is this, but but I do, there is something really nice about, I was hanging out with Molly Neffel the other night, uh, a frequent visitor to Roundtable. Right? Oh, yeah. Of gentlemen. One of our favorites. So we had, we went on a girl date the other night, and we were talking about how weird it was, A, to not be at the Creek in the Cave and mm-hmm. hanging out <laughs> with each other, and B, to not be at a comedy show, and C, to be around people at this music thing who were like so sincere mm-hmm. and really just happy to be there and happy yeah. to be doing music, <laughs> happy to be listening to live music. It was just, it was different. Yeah. It was really different. Oh, it's completely different. Yeah, but I, what are you gonna do? You know, like this yeah. is, you know, and I'm of the same, you know, I'm I'm kind of of the same ilk. Is that like, yeah, this is the only thing I know how to do. And that's whenever I realized, like, whenever I came back to this, is um, I was doing music and I hated it. I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, like, okay, what do I know how to do then? Like, well, I I can do radio. That's yeah, it. Radio is <laughs> what you're awesome at. That's it. Thank you. No, no, no. It's it's the only. This is the only thing that I that I know how to do. 
you know, and work in comedy and deal with with comedians and um, be, you know do theater tech. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's just you know, and I couldn't do music tech or anything like that. But, but there I will can... there will always be opportunities, as though they may be hard to get and very competitive. There will always be opportunities for someone. Who, I mean, talk radio is a thing. It's It may mm-hmm. not always exist in the you know actual radio format. You may need to start your own podcast network at capecomedyradio.com. Ding, ding. But, you know, communication, the, the, the idea that you sit down and you listen to people who you can't see talk about stuff. Yeah. People want that. I mean, that's why you it's fuckers weird. are listening to this podcast <laughs> right now. It's weird to think about because radio is such a weird medium uh, because, like, I think, like, what happens a lot is uh like I think like and this is kind of pulling you guys behind the curtain a little Come bit. Come behind the curtain. Come behind the curtain. See how but, the sausage is made. Yeah, but what what radio is is uh, all about connecting with someone personally and connecting with that listener, that one listener mm-hmm. where it's like, "Hey, we're hanging out right now. We're hanging out, we're talking, you know, we're almost in the same room." Which is why radio has uh, the highest instance of stalkers. Really? And, oh, yeah. It used to be like, especially in the days of uh, like broadcast radio, mm-hmm. because now it's like okay, like you might have like you might have a crazy fan here and there, but that motherfucker lives in Colorado. Yeah, because everybody know? and their mama listens to podcasts. Yeah, like so that crazy it's fan. Less local. Yeah, You're not to like with a local gym exactly. on the sixes and with that's, weather. And that's the thing is that you you have when, and then whenever you're local. Uh, you're like, oh shit! This person lives in the same town as I do. Mm-hmm. Like my biggest fan in uh, in college was a 50 year old schizophrenic woman who called herself Kelly Robot. Cool. She was awesome. She sounds awesome. But she was schizophrenic. She'd send me letters uh, that would. She'd send me like little postcards with puppies on them, and there would be three different letters uh, written on this one postcard in three different handwritings with three different chains of thought. So she had, was almost like multiple personality disorder. Yeah. Almost even beyond schizophrenia yeah, to like, MPD. Like she call me, uh, from the asylum. Like she would use her phone call to call me. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy, crazy shit. She'd send me checks for like 50 bucks. Oh wow. And in the memo would just be a whole bunch of indecipherable symbols. Would you send it back or would you be like, "I'll cash this?" I did not cash the checks. That's I kept good. I kept I I actually kept the checks. I have them at my apartment That's right awesome. now. That's awesome. Like that that was my first like really big fan, but and also I would I knew what she looked like. But she didn't know what I looked mm-hmm. like. Uh and I didn't use my real name on air. Oh, either. that's good. Yeah, yeah, I didn't use my real name. Uh and I would see her at shows, like she'd come out to shows, and what she would do whenever the band was playing, mm-hmm. she would stick acorns in her ears. Wow. And w- whenever the band wasn't playing, she would put on her headphones and listen to the radio station. And I love Kelly Robot. Kelly Robot was the shit. Like she was awesome. Uh, but you know, and but I also thought like, and she would send me like on her letters, she'd have her phone number, her address. Mm-hmm. She would send me phone cards. Just like call me, wow. give me a call, call me, and I was and I was like afraid. It's like, what's gonna happen if she finds out who I am? If she finds she out, you. if I mean, she finds out my real name, what the fuck is gonna happen then? Yeah, you know, and that's that's scary as fuck. Like oh, that's sure. that's really it's really scary because they're just I mean they're right there that she could she could have lived three blocks from me. I don't know. Radio is so intimate, and whereas television, you get the experience, you're watching it with the masses. It's a collective experience. Radio is very much an individual experience, even though you get to hear people call in. For whatever reason, just having that in your ear and having to create um, 
sound pictures in your mind. Mm-hmm. Having to do, not having the, the, the images fed to you as TV and films do, but having to create it in your mind, it creates this intimacy, this connection between you and what you're listening to. Think about it. I mean, if you're listening to us, you know, right now, Think about it. Think about how you consume audio versus how you consume video. I think you'll probably find that uh, you feel that it feels more like hanging out with friends than it does say like uh, because people are will act more familiar with TV stars because you get it right in your living room yeah. than movie stars because you have to go to the movies to see that or you know rent it but movies are different there's the movies then TV's more intimate then radio's the most intimate of all yeah you can take that with you wherever yeah exactly. Um, but thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. We think <laughs> we think you're keen. I, of course, this fucking rocket fuel has stimulated my appetite, and now I'm like, chili? Is there a chili cook-off? Because ah, ah, right now it's all. I'll just tell you, just FYI, um, before, before, like behind the the music right now, we are actually recording. We're, we're actually recording on Super Bowl Sunday, and uh, you know. That means there's a chili cook-off at the creek in the cave. Fuck yeah, man. All you get is six different kinds of chili, $5, all you can eat. Oh my God, I barely give a fuck about the game, but the chili. Oh. oh. Like, the game's going to be fun. What know? time? I don't, we don't even know what time this game starts. Uh, six, I think. I'm going to Google it, and we're yeah. going to find out. And whoever, hey, good job, Giants. Hey, good job, other team. I don't uh, even know who the Patriots. other team is. That's oh, the Patriots. Pats? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Good job, whoever won. You did a great Time. Okay, the kickoff time is 6.29 p.m. East. You know what I just thought about? What, dude? What if there was a huge terrorist attack uh, during the Super Bowl this oh, and year? Oh, like, and, like, we don't know about it and yet? And we don't know about it yet. Past? We have no idea that Shit, it happened. Dude. Yeah, dude. I don't know. I don't know, man. I'll tell you what I'm obsessed with right now I, I, uh, is my book. Maybe maybe my book exploded, like physically exploded. <laughs> like maybe they made it out of exploding paper. You don't know. I don't know right now. Maybe the, it all exploded on February 14th, 2012. Maybe half of you are dead. Oh, my God, you guys. We miss you. <laughs> oh, thank you for coming back mm-hmm. and listening to us in the afterlife. You guys, if this is your first encounter with sex and other human activities, just know that this episode is going to be shorter than most of them, and mm-hmm. it's more disjointed and wacky. Yeah. Um, but, so <laughs> feel free to listen to earlier episodes for ones that may have their shit together more. Yeah. You can listen to the one where me and Marcus talk about fucking each other. You can listen to the one, episode 19, where we talk about being crazy. There's earlier ones where... Uh, there's one where Marcus cries about Battlestar Galactica, and yes. I cry about something. Probably Doctor Who. Doctor I think Who. I cry about Doctor, Doctor Who. Who. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's we've got a lot to offer you people. Um, how many well, minutes in are we now? 34. Oh, my God. We've been babbling about bullshit for 34 <laughs> minutes. It's like we're golden gods. Listen, guys. Um, in addition to ending listening to us and immediately ordering Agora Fabulous Dispatches from my bedroom, uh, go to sarahbenincasa.com slash shows. Check out where I'm going to be. I'm doing a nine-city tour, and I'm probably coming to a city near you sometime in February or March. Also, email sarah at sarahbenincasa.com. That's S-A-R-A at sarahbenincasa.com to, um, you know, hit us up, say howdy-do, and to uh, to ask us questions and give comments and all that shit because we love hearing from you. It, it makes us very happy. Absolutely. On Twitter.com slash Marcus Parks is a place where you need to go and tweet. Yeah, tweet at me. Tweet at me, bro. And I'm Twitter.com slash Sarah J. Benincasa. And now I feel all kinds of loopy because I just ingested this this fucking swill. This delicious, delicious swill. <laughs> and I just want to eat so much food right now because it's stimulating my appetite. 
Ah! Well, let's go. Let's go take a walk right quick. Oh yeah, we'll take a walk. Yeah, we'll take. <laughs> I feel like I have to like like the dog is overexcited. I have to take her for a walk and tire her out. Yeah, take me on a walk. Maybe you could walk me to my house or, or in the direction of my house. Uh, well, I'm going in the direction of your house anyway. Oh really? Yeah. What are you doing? I'm grabbing a pack of smokes. <gasps> This makes perfect sense. This is why we're friends. (laughs) All right, guys. Have a fabulous Valentine's Day. We love you. Goodbye. Goodbye.